Yeah, we got the green light. 28, 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah. For a beginning place this morning. It was hot this week just sitting around. <laughs> Me and Jerry both had to work, though. I was trying to do a little plumbing, which I got to where I'm pretty poor hand to do it. Can't hardly get up and down anymore. <laughs> I, had, I had some helpers, so I was doing a lot of pointing. Do this, do that. <laughs> I was keeping them pretty busy. 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah. I guess about the 10th verse. It said, let favor be showed to the wicked. Yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of the uprightness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Lord, when thy hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they shall see and be ashamed for their envy at the people. Amen. Yea, the fire of thine enemies shall devour them. Lord, that will ordain peace. For us, for thou also hast wrought all our works in us. That's kind of where we want to dwell today. You have wrought all of our works in us. Uh, Brother Jerry is telling a little story earlier about the first time he made a decision. And I gather it wasn't the right one. And I never thought I'd see the day when they would be advertising for people to make a decision on the national news. <clears throat> Tell people how to be saved and how they can do it, make a decision. This decision movement has eaten us up. But it's more than that. It's taken away from the glory of God. Uh, they, they've decided that Jesus Christ died for all men. That's a total lie. Uh, He's, if, it, if it's so, he's an absolute failure because so many are going to go the way of hell. And the decision movement has give people, given people some hope in themselves. They'd make a decision. I know several people that are, are resting and confident in something they'd done when they were children, and they hadn't been back to the church house since. So is evident token of them not being saved. But the Lord does it all. 
that's uh, the thing that I, I don't know how they get around all of the scripture that declares that salvation is of the Lord and nothing else. It's that simple. You can't get around it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift, a gift of God. Nothing more, nothing less. You can't add anything to it. You can't take anything away from it. That's the way Revelation was ending up. But it's the same principle. The principle of the grace of God upon man is the main thing that we need to understand. It's a principle of salvation that's based in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. It's all in Him. Nothing more and nothing less. In Him, salvation is made perfect. You can't be any more saved than that. If you're saved, you're saved. You can't add anything to it and can't take anything from it because the Lord is careful to keep it. All those things that He promised. Not let any fail. In the book of Psalms, the 57th chapter. Verse 1, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. And we live in a world of calamities. And one of the things, one calamity is that movement of telling people that all they have to do is make a decision to follow Christ. But outside of the Spirit of God, man cannot follow Christ. That's where we began a while ago in the 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah. You can tell it to him, but he's not going to believe it unless he's enlightened by the Spirit of the Almighty God. You can preach it to him from now on. He can learn to memorize every page in this Bible. But unless the Spirit open it up to him, he cannot believe. Tell the man, just, just believe. Just believe. It, that's impossible. Man can't just believe outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. If that power be added unto him, then it's a simple matter of believing. He can't believe anything else. 
be merciful unto me. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. For me, he does it. It's, it's in him. It's his grace that he gives out. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. He rests there. Oh, that's, that's the surety of it. He's going to take care of me. But it's all of him. And it's for him. Because it's unto his glory. It's all because of him that man can believe. My soul shall send forth his mercy and his truth. He shall send forth. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows in their tongue, a sharp word. And that's what all this business of trying to recruit people go all the way around the world to make one proselyte and make him twofold more the child of the devil. They put him in they put him in chains, put him in bondage to his own will, which he cannot completely carry out. He may endeavor to do so. He may he may want to appease God because he understands the anger of God, but he can't follow through. No propitiation. He's left hanging out naked. Verse 5, Be thou exalted. This is kind of what I was talking about. It takes away from the glory of God. Try, they try to belittle him. They say that he's, he's going around wringing his hands and wanting people to be saved. This God that they're trying to preach? No. No mercy in that. It's absolute. An abomination unto our God. No. He's sovereign in all his affairs. Didn't leave anything out. It's all before the foundation of the world. It was settled in Christ Jesus for his sake. Now don't leave that off for his sake. He's the one that laid down his life and purchased the people, paid their sin debt, and purchased the people that they might follow after him and praise God. That's what we come to church for. One of the things to what? Worship. Worship. 
worship our God who sent his son that he might pay our sin debt and release us from bondage. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Drop down verse 11. It said, Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory, let thy glory be above, above all the earth. So we come today to glorify our God and worship Him. We're always looking unto Him to carry out that which He has promised. And we're confident that He will do so. The 138th Psalm. <clears throat> In verse 1, he said, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. What he's talking about here is Jesus Christ. He has brought him into the world, and it is magnifying his word. Jesus, it's above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory, is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high yet, hath there respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wouldst revive me. Thou hast stretched forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect, perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. So once again we see that it's the work of the Lord, the work of thine own hands in the midst of the season. Come and deal with thy people. Bring mercy, Lord, unto us. Continue to sanctify your people. 
carry out the work, and we're confident that he will carry it out. In 2 Timothy, <clears throat> first chapter. In verse 8, Be not therefore, therefore, therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us, who hath saved us. But even before the foundation of the world, yeah, he hath saved us and called us. Called us, yeah. That's the way men are saved, by the calling of the Lord. Not upon this some decision. Now, you may make one. You may make a decision. But if it's a true one, it'll be after the calling of the Lord has come. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Purpose and grace set together, which was given us, given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Preaching of the gospel. That is the calling. It brings people to God. It draws them. It gives them. It gives them grace. That they might walk after him. In the book of Romans. <clears throat> book of Romans, the fifth chapter. I guess beginning verse 16. And not as it were by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reign, by one much more they which receive abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. 
by one. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. It didn't leave any out now. All. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Now this all is a little different. It's all that are called of Lord. Make no mistake about it. It wasn't outside of his calling. It wasn't outside of his grace. It wasn't outside of a free gift. Under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Righteousness is of him. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. How else would we know outside of the law? It's good, good. Don't, don't try to get rid of it. Don't, don't try to cancel out the law. That's what they're trying to do today is cancel out the law. Say, well, it isn't anymore. But all the law, even we know in our land, is based upon that law. They knew something. Even our founding fathers knew something of these things. So they based their laws upon the laws of God. And the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. It's by Him and through Him and of Him. Righteousness came, came into the world that he might purchase the possession, that he might make us members of the family, that we might have an inheritance in the kingdom. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love that inheritance. It wasn't of anything we did. We were placed in the family and inherited by Jesus Christ our Lord. You can't get much better than that. He hath saved us. In the book of Ephesians, First chapter in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him. 
before the foundation of the world. You can't make that much plainer than that. How in the world are you going to add anything to that? And you best not take anything from it. You best keep it before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. Adoption. He has adopted us into the family of God to the praise and the glory of His grace. It's all of Him to His glory. It was for Him that laid down His life that He might purchase a people Pay their debt, their sin debt, wherein he hath made us acceptable in the beloved, in the family. We're part of it. In whom we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Oh, that's good, isn't it? It's all, it's all according to Him, according to His grace. It's free gift to those that believe. But how are you going to believe? It must be by the calling of the gospel, by the principles of saving grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together all those who called him in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in Him. The family in Him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated. <laughs> Folks don't like that word anymore. <laughs> uh-uh, take, take the sovereignty of God away. He can't do that. He's, he would be unjust if he done that. But listen, men are justified in him, outside of him. There is no justification or any sanctification. It's all excluded except in Him. 
in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Is he sovereign or not? That's the question. If you believe in him, you have to believe that he is sovereign. He doesn't ever dodge around, do nothing, or rethink anything. It was all before the foundation of the world. That's where we stand in the faith of Jesus Christ. Not our own. You weren't born with an ounce of faith. You had a little that you get up every morning and do certain things. But it is not a saving faith unless it comes from God. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not one you were born with. It's one that's freely given. It's all of God. In the book of John, the 17th chapter. I better get in the right book. <clears throat> Verse twenty four, I guess. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold your glory. This is what it's all about today, that we glorify our God and our Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name. Believe in God. And I will declare it, that the love wherein thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. It's the indwelling of the Spirit of God that moves man to obey, to walk after him. This is a prayer of the Lord. 
himself unto the Father, that he might sanctify us and make us one in Christ Jesus. And it's the love of God that was shed upon us even before the foundation of the world that we might love him and love the brethren. And that's the trial of our faith. One thing, do you love the brethren? Do you love one another? Because you loved Jesus Christ. 